Heavenly Fathers, we uh, come here this morning. These, these events that are surrounding this church are uh, about you, for you, we pray. And as we make decisions, as we try to uh, think about what's good for today and what's good for 50 years from now, would you um, help all of us, especially the elders, the deacons, the staff, as we try to make decisions and pray, Lord, for a unity for us, purpose behind the gospel, desire to our to see ourselves grow and to see other people come out of the darkness and into the glorious light of the gospel, which is in the face of Jesus Christ, that we have been so blessed to see ourselves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, probably you know this, but we have usually had a vision meeting once a year, and we decided for this year to just have congregational meetings every quarter or so. That way we could cover more things and um, uh, give more attention to different, different subjects that are happening sort of in real time. So that's the substitute for this. Uh, one purpose of it is to uh, begin to help you understand what's happening with uh, the Sunday school hour. So this is the beginning of the new Sunday school hour uh, so if you're a, a child, middle school, high school, you're having your event right now. Uh, but the adult Sunday school times begin next week for the next uh, six or eight weeks. And Carl Ingvi is going to come up and talk to us about that, Carl. Good morning. Does that work? Okay. Close enough. Uh, so... Uh, Discipleship training, we only have one discipleship training class between now and Palm Sunday, uh, and it's going to be on a study on the book of Mark. Um, I think actually the high schoolers are doing the same thing. Uh, and what's, this will be similar format to what we've done. It's a 10, 15-minute video followed by lecture and discussion. Uh, what's different about this study is uh, Francis Chan, who kind of leads the videos, actually gives each lesson from a different spot in the Holy Land. So it starts in the Jordan River, goes through the Bethsaida, Caesarea Philippi, you know, Jerusalem, Via Dolorosa, the whole, you know, all the way through uh, the book of Mark. So each week is from a different spot, and so that's what's uh, kind of different, kind of interesting. Uh, it'll meet in the large Sunday school classroom. Myself, Mark DeCosmaker, will be co-teaching that. Um, I think that's it. And it'll, it'll go till, it's like 10 weeks. Okay. So, Good. Do that part. Okay, that's that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. All right. So when we think about discipleship training, which is what we call this, how do you grow? How do you grow in your knowledge of the Lord? What does Jesus say in his high priestly prayer? Um, that they might know you, which is eternal life. So we're trying to help you grow in your knowledge of God, so you have greater. Um, resolve to live for the Lord and also to walk in his ways. And so this is really a great study, especially if you haven't been to the Holy Land. Uh, Tom and Julie Schramm just got back from a two-week trip over there. And it's really neat to hear the story at the location. So you may just say, I just don't know that much about the Bible. Paul talks and I hear it and it sounds kind of cool, but I don't know. This is how you begin to know. You go to these classes and you go, oh, okay, I see why this got said here because of the geography or something like that. So really want you to go to that. Second thing I want to um, do is uh, through the course of this 
uh, 45 minutes together, we're going to hear three different stories about things that are happening in the lives of Christ Community Church just to encourage you and maybe open a door for you to think about how you might want to serve. And I'm going to ask Josh and Beth Hikes to come up and be our first, first presenters on that. Thanks, Paul. Um, so we came to CCC about uh, four years ago, and um, we had moved from uh, Idaho, um, and we moved here, started coming to CCC um, just about right away. And um, one, one thing that's been bouncing around in the back of my mind for a couple years now uh, is the idea of a, of a tree and how that relates to our Christian life um, in terms of maturity, also in terms of, of being a blessing to those around us. Um, Paul has shown the picture of uh, Furman campus and seeing the saplings and then they grow up into these huge, beautiful shade trees. Um, so that's an, um, the idea of maturity and steadfastness and then also being a blessing to others is, a, is an aspiration of ours. Um, one example uh, that, that I've been involved with, Beth will share a few things, but um, is the uh, two and three-year-olds uh, singing time that we've been uh, leading. And that's been a lot of fun, but it's also uh, a good opportunity to uh, see the kids learn some of the songs. And I've been pretty intentional about picking songs where the kids um, will learn uh, important truths about who God is. And so um, hopefully we're, you know, planting seeds there. And in a couple decades, those kids will be... Uh, We'll be growing into the next generation of, of trees. So Beth's going to talk a little more about some of our other involvements. Good morning. So um, Josh and I, we lead a small group at our house. That's one way we're involved. We also are part of some different various service teams around the church. But um, our small group, we sort of fell into it more accidentally. Uh, we told Sam Kennedy, hey, you know, we feel like our house is kind of a good setup for a small group. We have a room upstairs for kids, and we have a pretty big living room, and we just, we feel like it could be a blessing. And he was like, great, I'll keep that in mind. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, Josh, how about you lead the small group that you were just <laughs> going to host at your house? We are like, okay, great. So um, that's how we fell into leading it. But it's been a really big blessing for us, um, the chance to have fellowship and community with people has been great. Wrestling through the Bible together, we usually go through Pastor Paul's sermons and just having the chance to really dig through some of those difficult passages and be able to ask questions together has been great. And also just having accountability when you share things that are on your heart or struggles that you're having and having people come back later and say, hey, what about that thing? How's that going? Um, has been really great. And then for me personally, I'm involved in the ladies Bible study and Molo here at church. And those have just been so great. They're just both really big sources of encouragement and fellowship for me, especially in this season of life where we have small kids at home that can be difficult. Um, and just also growing in Christ likeness through both of those things. So we're just really thankful for CCC and just all the opportunities that they provide for us to serve, but also for us to be fed. We're so glad that we're here. Thank you, Josh and Beth Hikes. Well done. Uh, you get bonus points if you mention Furman University, so well done. And uh, so just a couple things. We moved from Idaho when we got involved. 
I mean, so they don't know anybody, right? They didn't grow up here. They have a bunch of family here. They just come in and say, hey, I want to I knock on the doors and see what opens, and you guys did that. And so you may be here saying, hey, I need to, need to do some work here because the doors for all the things they mentioned are open. You just have to say, hey, I need to be in a small group. I need to be involved in a, in a women's Bible study. I want to give, give back in some way. And, and I, I really hope you were here for the uh, two- and three-year-olds. That was probably like three or four weeks ago. That was a beautiful moment. And all these kids standing up here, and Josh Hikes, is, he would never say this, but he's one of the smartest people that I've ever met. And here he is working with the two- and three-year-olds, trying to, first of all, just get them to stand up there, and then to sing these songs. And it's a beautiful little picture about how God uses different people in really meaningful ways. So thank you, guys. I wanted to give you a, several different reports here. Uh, one is the financial report. So just a couple of, we try to keep this simple uh, because numbers can be a little complex. But as you know, we had a capital campaign goal, which was of March of 2019. So 10 months ago or so, we finished the capital campaign. And when we finished, we had, um, I think, um, 1.15. So we're about $50,000 short of the goal. And, but we felt certain that we would move past the 1.2. And so you can see, isn't that great? We're past the goal, 106. We might even get past that. Today, or as of December 31st, we've been given $880,000, which is a tremendous amount uh, in 10 months. So a lot of people get, give their gifts once, and it's more on the upfront. Some of you all are giving uh, in a monthly or quarterly basis. So this time last year, our mortgage was nine forty-four, almost a million dollars. And if you remember, our goal was to pay off the mortgage, which was a million dollars, and then to, to have two hundred thousand dollars for projects, which I'll talk about in a minute. One is the dirt out here, um, and so we have a million dollars to pay off the mortgage, and then two hundred thousand dollars for projects that don't really fit in our budget. And so today, we're down to $154,000. Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> now, here's the great thing, is we have surplus money from last year because we, we didn't have two staff people most of the year that we've counted on. Plus, we keep money in a reserve fund, kind of like you do. You have an emergency fund, do you not? Yes, you do, right? <laughs> you have an emergency fund. Three to six months, according to Dave Ramsey, in case something happens. So we, we have a surplus, and then we have this. And so the, the finance team, which makes up about half the, the deacons, Ned, who's a treasurer, uh, me, the elders, all got together and said, hey, we have enough money today to just pay it off in January. You want to do that? And they all said, yes. So today... We are debt-free on our mortgage. Isn't that awesome? Okay, now, I, I talked to some pastors, and I said, hey, we're going to be debt-free. I meet with these guys once a month, and I met with them last week. And they're like, what are you going to do, man? What kind of party are you going to have? And I was like, I don't, I'm not planning a party. Should I plan a party? you got to have a party. So I came back to the staff, and I said, should we have a party? They're like, I don't know. Are we going to have a party? I don't think we're going to have a party. So I was like, we got to do something. So here's our party. Ready? Ready? I got one little, this is our whole party. This is $1 million party. Ready? Woo! Wow. Wow. 
That, I would just want to say, that is so lame. I mean, <laughs> that is so lame. I mean, my, my pastor friends will be horrified that that's what I did. But really, I mean, we all know all the glory goes to God. But he uses people. I mean, it's not just that he, we sit around and do nothing. He uses people. And you all have gone the extra mile. I mean, 10 extra miles on so many things. But on this project particularly, I mean, here we are 10 months in and we've paid off the whole million dollars. That, that's incredible. And when I talk to these financial guys about this kind of stuff, they say, Paul, the stuff that happens in your church financially, it doesn't happen very often. But you've been able to see some things that just are really remarkable. So thank you for, I mean, we're all thanking the Lord, but thank you for whether you contributed $100 or whether you contributed $100,000, we all work together to make this moment happen. So this budget year for 2020 we would normally budget on a normal year another $80,000 for the mortgage payment. But since we don't have it, that's a pretty big buyback, $80,000. So that's really tremendous, and I want to thank you guys for that. Really awesome. So our budget for 2019 was nine forty-five. dollars We were given nine fifty-three. dollars um, and our budget for 2020 is $1,025,000. So that's where we are. All that stuff is getting finalized this week. If you ever have a financial question, I would say uh, try Louisa Belk or Mark Hurt or um, Ned Marable. Those would be the first three people I would go to, whether it had to do with the capital campaign, whether it had to do with the budget, anything like that. And you can get more information if you want, but for, for our purposes here today, uh, that's enough for, for you to get moving on. Mark DeCosmic, what did I say? Oh, Mark Hurt just had a heart attack. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, thank you for that correction. Uh, took a year off his life right there. Uh, hey, just, I, I, I know you probably don't need this reminder, but we're, we're not done with, with 2.0. All right, so it's not like, oh, well, I didn't quite get my pledge in, but we're paid, so we're good. No, no, that's not what we would want you to think. Because we got to pay ourselves back, right, for the money that we put in. And then these projects that I'll talk about here in just a minute uh, are part of what we're doing. So um, let's see here. Uh, budget, capital campaign. So right now we have a, a separate uh, campaign or a separate fund for the $200,000. We have the million dollars is paid off and then we have another fund for these projects. And really right now there's three main things that we're working on. We're working on somebody for some uh, sound system, projector, uh, camera, and light, uh, sound in here. And so somebody's been giving faithfully uh, over, I don't know, a year or longer to get a camera so that we can film uh, the sermons so they can see them online. And so that's caused me to think seriously about my diet or at least the camera angle of what we buy. And uh, so uh, we're going to make a contribution to that and get that moving. It's going to go online and uh, we're going to do some things in here. And, and, you know, anytime you mess with technology, it's not free. Uh, but that's one big project. Uh, a second big project is this whole land and parking out here. So this week, Greg Taylor and his crew put in the pipe that kind of covered that ditch. 
Uh, we've, Greg also gave us some dirt from a site that he was working on, and we're going to get more dirt from over here. So you can already begin to see how that's going to level out, and we'll put uh, a sprinkler system out there and grass. And so it'll just probably double the area of space that we work in. And then the parking that will be back there will be a little bit more clean as how you enter and exit. So again, that's another big project. We feel we're very excited about how that's happened. And I may have mentioned this to you before, but you know, getting the dirt either from Greg or from this site might have saved us forty, fifty thousand dollars because those people had to get rid of it and we wanted it. So that was really another way God has really worked together to make that happen. And then the third project that we're working on is a new playground. So the the playground that we have is about eight to ten years old. It's really a backyard playground set. Uh, and somebody came to me eight or ten years ago and said, we'd like to make a donation for that. And at that point, that was perfect. But, I mean, especially if you have little kids, you look at it and go, hmm, what's the safety features on this? Uh, how many kids can get on this apparatus at one time? So we're going to put something that's more commercial in there. And also, it's going to be about twice the, the, the size of the current footprint in there. And so there'll be some grading right there in that area. It's going to be in generally the same area. And hopefully in the next six months or so, uh, that decision will be made and, and that'll happen and your, your kids particularly be happy. Um, but we use it not just on Sundays, as you know. We have the tutoring program and kids are out there. Lots of people in the community walk and use the property. Many of them have lunch out there or dinner and, and use the, uh, the playground. So we want it to be a place, as you'll see with the, uh, the apartments going up, we want to make this feel like uh, the hub of a wheel. So whether you're walking your dog, you have a child, you want to shoot baskets, whatever you want to do, we want you to feel like, please come and use our property. That's what we're here for. And hopefully by opening the doors to the property, we're also opening the doors to the church and opening the doors of people's hearts. Those are all things that we're trying to do. Uh, Let's see. Uh, A couple of things here. The website, we redid the website. And uh, Ty is going to give you a little shot of what that looks like. So um, our website is done by Spence. It's really well done, but it was done maybe six years ago or seven years ago, and they don't have that kind of lifespan, and we have some things that we wanted to do on it. So it's up and running right now, and so there's a lot of different features on here, especially trying to find the sermons were a little bit hard last time, so it's easier to find it on this, this and then other information about the church. And so we've re- Spence has redone it and done a great job, and Carly's been helpful on that. So I wanted to let you know that was also part of the 2.0 plan. I mentioned the dirt and pipe. I wanted to show you a couple of land pictures. This is a little hard to see. Um, but this is the land over there. All right? So let me get you oriented. Uh, the top right-hand corner... Everybody with me? Is that corner right there? So you come off, uh, and 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 there's the there's this road right here, and you'll see there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think apartment buildings in there. And so they're going to cut a road through the middle of that tract, as you see right through, to, all the way to the school, which is down here. There'll be another road that cuts off of here that you already see being uh, done. And uh, then this com- there's commercial area on th- uh, this corner down here and then towards the school. 
that's kind of another phase of the project. So the first phase is you're going to see these 275 apartments go up pretty quickly. And then as they go up, there'll be commercial uh, uh, spaces for uh, other places. So, I mean, you may not love that Wilmington's full of apartments and storage units, but uh, <laughs> apartments and storage units represent people, and those people do matter to us. And so we're grateful that God said, hey, I want to plant those people right next to the church. And many people have come over from this apartment complex to visit us, and we're excited about that uh, possibility as well. So just to give you an idea, let me give you an idea of what we've been working on in another committee. This is the eight acres of Christ Community Church. So that's the field. This is the building right here. A is right out there. And B is right over here, just to get you an orientation. And there's a committee that's been working together just to try to say, if we built buildings here, how would it fit into our current footprint? So the next thing we do is in conjunction with everything. So the next thing we wanted to do was to build the, the, uh, the playground, which is B. You see that? Everybody see B? That's the playground. And so that's the next thing we're going to do. But we needed to make sure if we built a building over here, which is A, we didn't, we didn't put the playground in some place and then go, oh, wish we'd have known. Now we've got to move the playground to build the building. Does that make sense? So the building A would be uh, probably, half of it would be probably a gym at this point, And the other half would be uh, classroom type buildings. And then D would be a sanctuary. Now look, whether this stuff is going to happen and when it's going to happen, those are things we don't know. That's why we just put A and B or D on them. We don't, we're not sure when those are going to happen. Those are big, big projects. But it, the, the people, we wanted to get a team who said, if you built it all the way out, this is the space you could have to build these things. So it might extend past my time as the leader here. I don't know. But we didn't, we didn't want to put things into place. So that's just what we're talking about. It doesn't mean we're going to build A or it's going to be quite that big. It just means that's the maximum amount of space that we can use uh, for what we get. And we did want to have everything we built connected to this building because it's just easier to access and control in one building rather than saying we're going to put something over on the other side of the parking lot that's sort of a standalone. And so we might build a field or something. But this is all stuff that we're thinking about and the, the group that's been together, very helpful. Howard Capps put all this stuff together. So just, I want you to have that in your mind because, uh, you know, you might come up with something and say, hey, did you ever think about, and this would be a great time to say that because we haven't done anything other than we're, we're committed to, the, to, to this project out here and then to do the playground. So just as you think about this and it's in your brain now as a picture you might say, hey, what about this or what about that? And that would, now would be a good time to kind of think through, through that thing. All right. Um, any questions? Let me just stop here and say any questions about the finances, the capital campaign, or sort of this footprint? Yes. Considering accessibility, say more about that. Um, I'm not positive about that because I'm not in that particular discussion, but Mark Hurt and Mark DeCosamaker and Sharon would be uh, good. And Carly's here to take notes so she can make a note of that and pass that along. Good question. Other questions that have to do with any of that stuff?
that, that's a field. That's just to say if you wanted to build a field, there's enough space back there to build one. Does that make sense? We wanted to put something in there so you get the sense of how much space is over there. Now, maybe a field never gets built, but at least you know there's still a lot. Because a lot of times you don't really know how far back does our property go, how much could we put back there. And a pretty good-sized sort of soccer field could fit back in there, even with this current footprint. Good question. One of the other things that we talked about is trying to develop some kind of walking path that would connect the apartments, our property, and the neighborhood over here. Because lots of people, I don't know if you know, but lots of people are out here with their dogs particularly, which we're really excited about. And we thought if there was a way they could kind of walk around and then either come into the neighborhood and walk around or come back through our property. So there's some possibility of having some kind of walking path that would go pretty deep into the woods back there and all the way back around in some way. So that's part of a project. Yes, Kim. Uh, It could. Right now, um, with our current building, it's just that parking. But if we built another building, then we'd probably extend the parking lot in some way. Right now, we're just trying to make um, the parking lot right now really usable. It's it's not unusable, but it's a little hard and wonky to get in and out of that. Uh, But if we built, if we had six or seven hundred people coming, then we'd probably address that issue at that point. Good question. Yes. Uh, good question for Mark Nakazamaker uh, or Mark Hurt, because, I mean, he can answer every question, too. Uh, but, I mean, we've been sort of thinking over the next five years to be up into the 500 range. So 10 years, a little harder to say uh, if we're going to keep that, you know, growth pattern or plant a church or something. But right now we end up around the 400 range. Uh, there's usually 120 to 150 in the first service and about 220 to 270 in the second service. So it's really been a, today was pretty crowded in the first service. First of the year, everybody's making their New Year resolution. So you see the, I won't point anybody out. I'm just saying faces that wander through, they, they make their way back in January. But that's our hope. And especially with this here and commercial space, I think a lot more traffic's going to come around here. And that'll help us in in getting people here. Good question. Yes. A great Mark Hurt or Mark DeCosimaker question. How is the $80,000 that was going to be? Right now, um, there's going to be a separate fund for that money. We're going to keep that in our budget. That um, will be earmarked for the elder's discretion. And... There's a there's a ministry possibility that we don't know about. We don't have something like we're dying to do. And it's also possible we just keep collecting a mortgage payment so that when we want to build something, we might have two or three or $400,000 into the next project. That's, that's a possibility. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we lost Kelly full-time, we lost Sam full-time, and we've been trying to replace those two people. And um, we really just haven't had any luck. We've had different things in both categories that we thought would work out, and then they didn't work out. 
So we're kind of going back to the drawing board just right now and saying we might go back and try to get two seminary grads that could come in. We were kind of looking for a 40-year-old person, but just that's a little bit of a needle in the haystack, it says it turns out. And I think we can get two seminary grads to come in and help both ends, some things on me and some things with what Kelly was doing. That's the goal right now. We have that money allotted in the, in the budget, so it's not a budgetary constraint. It's really just finding the right people. Good, good question. Other questions about those things? Okay, Amanda King is going to come. Where's Amanda King? And talk to us a little bit about how she has used her gifts here at Christ Community Church. And the first time I met Amanda King, she was probably a sophomore in high school. And uh, that was four years ago. And uh, <laughs> she was a good friend of my son, Zachary. And I was, and Zachary could say this. Whenever he'd come home, I'd say, did you get to see Amanda King today? She's awesome. <laughs> I love Amanda King. And then she went on the Young Life staff, so I really loved Amanda King. And then she moved to Wilmington and came to Christ Community Church. So, I mean, you've hit every, checked every box, Amanda. And so tell us about how you're using your gifts here at Christ Community. Hi, I'm, a, I'm Amanda. Um, and I have been coming here for, for a while. Um, and I have been uh, getting the opportunity to work with the CCC clinic. And so um, I'm a social worker during the daytime, and now I get to be a social worker in the evenings on Tuesdays, which is awesome, and I get to um, help at the clinic where we've been serving people who are uninsured, and so uh, they come through, and they can see the nurses, and the doctor, and the phlebotomist people, and then um, (laughs) they get to come to me next, and so, and there's three of us in there, and we just get to ask kind of basic needs, questions, if there's anything else that we can do to help people no longer have missing links, you know, because sometimes that can make you uh, prolong sickness and it's things like that. So um, that's been a gift, but it's really been the biggest gift because um, I work in a secular field of social work, mental health, and so it's cool to get to work here and um, at the end of asking the questions, you know, do you have diapers? Do you need anything for your kids? Is your house safe? Do you have any construction needs? You know, those kind of things I get to ask. Um, are you interested in learning more about God? And would you like to pray with a pastor? And so it's been really cool because we have um, people who can pray in Spanish. And almost every person has said, of course, of course, um, I would love to be prayed for, you know, and that's just like, ah, you know, that's awesome. And so um, one of the highlights, I guess, for me has been after talking with people, a lot of people do have um, most of their basic needs, which has just been awesome to hear. But also, every time I ask the question, the answer is almost always, yes, thanks be to God. Yes, thanks to God. Yes, everything is thanks to God. And it's just like, oh, you know, what a beautiful um, response, you know, because normally it's like, yeah, I'm fine, you know, but this is like, yes, but only because God has provided for my family. Um, and so that has just been a gift to me. Thank you, Amanda King. So, thank you. So, you know, you can use your gifts like Amanda uh, that seem a fit. You go, hey, I've got this skill, so I come in and I do my skill. Or, like Josh, you could say, hey, I like music, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do two and three-year-olds. I mean, 
You don't feel like you have to fit into, like I can only do the things I'm good at, but don't think, hey, there's not a need for the things I'm good at. Whatever that is, how can I just say, here's my talent, Paul, how can you put it into place? So we're grateful for Amanda. I wanted to um, mention one comment that I got just this past week uh, from an an email from a guy. Uh, We do Iron Leadership here uh, a couple times a month, and it's men, maybe 60 of them come. And um, I do a 20-minute talk or so, and then they have a discussion for 20 minutes, and then we eat. And I got this email from a guy named Ryan. I don't know who Ryan is. Thank you for your Iron Leadership podcast. It's a -a one-of-a-kind leadership program. I listen to it as often as I can. Please keep doing what you're doing, Ryan. So I email him back, how did you come upon the podcast? Well, I Googled leadership and it came up. I spent about 20 hours a week driving, so I listened to many podcasts and books. Your podcast sets itself out from being simple and relatable. So email back, where do you live? Answer, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Isn't that awesome? So some guy named Ryan in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So you never know how God, you know, is going to use what's being done here in some way. So I'm grateful for that. A couple other things to remember here. I mentioned the hiring process already. Um, There's some dates just to remember. You all know about the prayer card service. So if you haven't gotten your prayer card, they're back there in that back corner. And that's on the 26th. Erwin uh, Entz is coming to Christ Community Church. This is a guy I actually got connected to through Sam. And he said, Paul, this would be the best guy I know of who could come to Christ Community Church and talk about the challenges of cross-cultural ministry. So he uh, was the past moderator of the PCA. So the PCA is the Presbyterian Church of America, which is a conservative uh, evangelical uh, strain of the Presbyterian Church. It would be what we're most like, if you're not familiar with the PCA. And he was the moderator for the PCA or the the president, for the lack of a better term, and he was the first African-American president of the PCA. So very interesting story, very closely aligned to, to where we are theologically, but yet God's put it in his heart from his past, his own history, to, to try to help the, the church think about how to be more cross-cultural. So he's going to be here on a weekend, February 8th and 9th, and so we'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to invite people to come to the forum on Saturday. It'll be 6.30 to 8.30 roughly, and it'll be some presentation and then sort of Q&A time, and uh, then he's going to preach for us on that Sunday. So just want to make sure you're aware of that. Uh, Then there's a a parenting conference, one of these video conferences, kind of like we've done the marriage conference, Paul Tripp, who's really excellent at this stuff, and uh, that's going to be on uh, April the 3rd and the 4th, the Friday-Saturday morning thing. So just put, you know, you're a parent, you, you want to put that on your calendar. Uh, and there are other things there to, um, in, the, in the calendar to look at, but those are the things I wanted to highlight. Let's uh, hear, uh, our last story here comes from Shoshana Stowe. Where's Shoshana? Come on up, Shoshana. She just wanted to tell you a little bit about her story and how she's been connected to Christ Community Church and then after that, I'll pray and close us. Thank you. Yep. Hey, y'all. Um, I'm Shoshana, and I'm Sharon Radford's high school intern this year. 
I first came to Christ Community in December of 2018 with Macy Lane, and I came to Detour, and I just kept coming. And um, the first thing I noticed is that Christ Community embodies its name. Everybody that I met that night was just trying to make sure I felt like I had a Christ-like community, and that's what really made me want to keep coming back. And then my first Sunday morning service was actually Easter, and I sat with um, Lauren and Real Reagan, and then I stayed for the lunch after, and I knew I just wanted to come back, um, specifically because of the way that scripture was taught, and it's just not um, sugar-coated, and I love the traditional aspect of hymns, and um, specifically the way that everybody at Christ Community has the ability to learn and be involved as Jesus was, specifically through the tutoring program, which is my main form of ministry this year as Miss Sharon's intern. Um, what else? Okay, so I'm in high school, and so with that, my mom wanted to make sure that we uh, worshiped as a family and went to the same church. So for a while, what I would do is go to College Acres Baptist Church with my family at the early service, and then I would come to Christ Community after and attend this service, and I did that for a long time. But as time goes on and high school is almost over, I look forward to making Christ Community my home and becoming a member sooner than later. Um, a verse that reminds me of Christ Community is Proverbs four twenty through 22. It says, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. And Christ's community has definitely poured um, life and healing into me by the grace of God. And um, so with being with Sharon's uh, intern this year, I want to pursue a career working with kids. So I didn't really know what to expect this year being her intern, but I knew that this would definitely help me get a perspective of if that's something I actually want to do. And so what's new to the tutoring program this year is the movement program or the dance program, and Julie Davis and I do that together. And um, those kids have definitely just changed my perspective on what matters and uh, just perspective on, like, knowing that they may not get the opportunity to do dance uh, if it wasn't for the tutoring program. just really makes me wish that we could do it more than one day a week. But, uh, yeah, so I just love Christ's community and the way that I start my week under Paul's preaching. And I'm so thankful for what y'all have done and just who y'all are. And I don't know really how to explain it, but I just know that at 17 years old, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I'm very thankful. Thank you. Well said. I mean, there are a lot of golden moments. And I'm energized to preach because of God's grace. But when I see Shoshana here, as a junior last year, comes all by herself, sits by herself, just to listen, be fed, oh, man. I think about that during the week. I think Shoshana's going to show up. I mean, I (laughs) got to work hard. But, I mean, you know, you don't, most of you don't know Shoshana. But there are other Shoshanas, they come and they sit, and they might just be by themselves. And here, the 17-year-old girl, she sits by herself. Now, she doesn't sit by herself. She has friends. But what, what, a, what a great thing to be a part of that. And as she said so well, you all make that happen. You make the, the culture what it is so she feels like, hey, this is a safe place, and this is a place we can hear from the Lord. Let me pray for us. Lord, we're, we're here to try to listen and follow 
And you have provided so many gifts, uh, a building and land and money, but the gifts of people are so much more valuable. Uh, the relationship, uh, the, the capital that we have here in terms of uh, how we care for each other, how we're connected to our community and each of, each of us in a different way. And you've put us strategically in this spot that's going to be surrounded by uh, a bunch of apartments and people who, who are looking for, for hope. And here we have it. So may this be a, a lighthouse of hope. May it be, as, as Josh said, a great tree that people can find comfort and shade. May they eat of the fruit of our labors and be blessed by your spirit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Again, if you have any big, deep, hard questions, Mark Hurt is available for you after, afterwards. <laughs>